0: Hello guys, this is your favorite podcast host, Ortandia, and you're tuning in to your favorite podcast, House of Ortandia. Wait, wait, what? 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 Yeah, the podcast name has changed. It's not called the House of Ortandia, and um, it's been changed from Creativity in Jesus. And before that, it was was, um, broke for no reason. Okay, I started the podcast in January of this year. And so when I started back in January, my thought was I'm going to call it broke for no reason because I'm going to every episode. I'm going to talk, give people ideas on how to make money from their talent, which is a very um, significant part of me. I love to do that, but it's not the only part of me. So that kind of limited me. And so I was like, okay. And so I started talking about other stuff. And so I was like, okay, but you're this isn't the title of the podcast is about. It, you know, it denotes that you're going to be talking about something else, a very particular thing. So I said, I stepped away from that and around March or April, April, I changed it to creativity in Jesus because as you all know, my listeners, you know, that I'm a born again Christian and that is obviously the main point of my life, the base of my life. But I, and I, and with that thinking of that title, I was like, I'm going to talk about, you know, all the creative people that are born again and how they're creating X, Y, and Z. But then that kind of limited me because that's not the only thing that I enjoy. I also enjoy film and TV and things that are made by secular people. So, you know, um, secular just means people who are not of the Christian faith. And so I also enjoy some things like movies and film and TV. Like, I love the Martin Show. That is definitely not a Christian show. (laughs) Um, And so I love other things. And so, but again, a basis of what I talk about, I talk about it because I'm a Christian. So I talk about it, you know, uh, through the eyes of a Christian and hopefully bringing, um, you know, some good insight on the things that I, I talk about. And so but nonetheless I felt like the title Creativity in Jesus was all Creativity in Jesus was also limiting. And so I came up with the House of Retandia over the last couple of days. And so why the House of Ratandia? Because I feel like in your house is where you're comfortable. In your house it's where you talk you do all the things that you enjoy. In your house is where you have your friends and your family and you are And with them, you talk about everyday life, you know, in your house, with your family, with your friends. And so that's why I came up with that title. I mean, hopefully, hopefully you guys that have been rocking with me since January will continue to rock with me. This is the last time I will change the the title of the podcast. Trust me. Um, (laughs) I know it's been like, okay, I need her to stick with it and stop all this moving back and forth. I promise you I'm not changing the title anymore. This is where I'm going to go with. um, And so we're going to be talking about, same as before, we're going to be talking about film and music and entertainment and TV and family and social justice on a segment called A Call for Justice. We're still going to have that segment. We're still going to have a segment called Clown of the Week. That's where I run into poor customer service And I blast the company that gave me the poor customer service. And so, um, yeah, we're still going to have those fun segments. Uh, The Call for Justice segment. A Call for Justice segment is a little more serious. Um, That's where we bring um, injustices done to black and brown people and to women. We bring those injustices to the forefront. And then we're calling for the perpetrators to be held accountable. Um, And so I do that at the end of the segment. As long as well as Clown of the Week. And that's if I have a Clown of the Week. I don't have one this episode, which is a good thing. Which means I've been getting good customer service. So, um, yeah, when we come back, I'm going to talk to you guys about a banging movie that's going to be coming out soon. So, stay tuned. So have you guys heard about the movie if Bill Street could talk um that's b e a l e street and that's based on you know Bill Street in Memphis Tennessee and so it's about it's based on the novel um done by James Baldwin, the novel of the same name um it's about it's about this young African American couple um and they are the what the girl the female is pregnant. And she and the father of the child is wrongfully convicted. And so they're trying to clear his name or, to, you know, trying to prove his innocence before the birth of their child. Now, the cast members are uh, Kiki Lane, Steven James, Coleman Domingo, Tiana Paris, Michael Beach, Dave Franco, Diego Luna, Pedro Pascal, Ed Screen, Brian Tyree Henry and Regina King. Um, and so I saw the trailer, the trailer, um, when I saw the all black cast, honey, I was sold. (laughs) It looks really, really good. Um, it looks, it does, I'm not just saying this because it's an all black cast. It does look good. Um, the, the trailer, it was very intriguing. It's kind of like, it's not like, you know, full action, like, Oh, you know, it kind of, it's like a, like a romantic It's like romance and social justice, like merging there together. Um, and so I look forward to seeing it and, uh, hopefully you guys will check it out. It's slated to come out November 30th. You can find the YouTube, I'm sorry. You can find the trailer on YouTube or you can just Google if Bill Street could talk and then you'll find the trailer. Hopefully you guys will come out and go out and support it. Um... I have not read the book, um, so I'm kind of coming from the dark in it because I haven't read the book. I mean, you know, I could read the book, which it doesn't come out until November, so I could get the book and read it. But um, it looks like it looks pretty pretty interesting, and I don't, you know, I was trying to see some other movies. Oh, I am going to talk about the Black Klansman, but there, I wanted to see um, another movie. There are two other movies that I was kind of like. Um, like, eh, like my couple of my friends and I, we went out t- to see the black Klansmen a couple of Fridays ago. Um, but we were trying to see the equalizer and you know, that didn't f- fare very well cause it wasn't always o- only playing in like New Jersey. It wasn't playing over here in Philadelphia anymore. So that kind of sucked. I really wanted to see, it. I didn't see the first one, but you know, I kind of wanted to see the second one, and then we were going to see the Equalizer, or um, the Black Clansman was not on the list. It was either the Equalizer or what was the other one we were going to see? Uh, the Incredibles? I think it was the Incredibles. I could be wrong, but neither neither one of them were um worked out, and so we that the last minute we said, "Hey, let's go see the Black Clansman." So we went to see it. I didn't have any real expectations of the movie. I had seen the trailer. I thought it was kind, I thought it was the time, you know, I love Spike Lee. I love, you know, his movies, but I didn't really have any real expectations like, oh, I'm going to really enjoy this movie. Like I just, I didn't, I mean, I know he got like a standing ovation when he um, showed it at the film festival. I know they've gotten rave reviews, but I just didn't really have any real expectations. But let me tell you, the movie was amazing. If you have not seen The Black Klansman, please go check it out. It was, it was, it blew me away. Like, it really, really blew me away. The basis, is it, the basis of it is this. There were, they were in Colorado, I believe, and they, it's just, it took place in the 70s. And so, they went undercover, this police department went undercover with the KKK um, and it was a black police officer that went undercover. And so, but <laughs> you you thinking like, wait, huh? But, you know, he called like the local KKK and said he wanted to be a part of it, blah, blah, blah. He hated black people, et cetera, et cetera. And so the guy was the the um, the local leader of the KKK was like, sure, come, you know, come, you know, come, let's meet up. And so, of course, he couldn't go. So he sent one of his colleagues a white um, police officer to go in his stead. Um, and so he would, the white officer went undercover and they got all of this intel on them, all of this information, what they were planning, the cross burnings, the bomb, any kind of, it was just so good. Like they got all of this intel. They got a chance to talk to David Duke, you know, and it was just, man. And the lead character was played by Denzel Washington's son. And I don't know his, um, the the other actors and actresses on there I don't recognize I didn't recognize any of them but and they got all this information and then um they ended up having to throw it out like you know they they said you have to throw this information away like you can't we can't have it come out that the police department was involved with the KKK in any way and so but the the black officer ended up and it's a true story. He ended up like making copies of those files and wrote a book like decades later and then he got a hold to the the book and then him and it came out with the movie. But it was just some of the thing oh Harry Belafonte was in it. Duh, I do recognize I did recognize him. He was in it. He he told of some stories that happened to black people in his day. Um, and how people were tortured and lynched and it was like a family viewing, like people came and like they were at the movies with their children to see people be burned to death and hanged and, you know, their genitalia be, be cut off and all this kind of stuff. And it was just disgusting, you know, you know, people's hearts are desperately wicked. And so you have, you have to, from a Christian perspective, I understand it this way, um, Hatred comes and prejudice and all of that comes because of it's just another sin. People, when you are, uh, when you deny Jesus Christ and you turn your back on God, you are embracing sin. And so a part of that sin is, you know, premarital sex and drinking and murder and thieves, thief, you know, stealing and 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 racist and, you know, just all this other stuff. So when you turn your back on God and on Jesus Christ, you embrace these other things. And so racism is just another part of it. And I don't try to belittle that at all. I don't try to because it's it's disgusting. Racism is absolutely disgusting. And so, you know, it, it really showed um it really showed the heart of people, you know, of some people. That movie, it you know, it not that we needed to be reminded of how hateful you know and how disgusting racism is because we experience it every day. Every day you turn on the news, some you turn on Facebook, you turn on Instagram, you're gonna see some instance of racism showing its head. So, yeah, not that we needed, not that I needed to to hear that, but um, yeah. We went to see that. That was a really good movie. It was a, I was going to talk about some other movies that I'm interested in seeing. They, that has completely lost, left my mind. I don't remember what I was going to say. I'm so sorry. Um, but when we come back, I want to talk about um, community and the importance of community. And so you guys stay tuned because we're going to get into it. All right. All right, y'all. So community, right? So I'm in a very um, amazing church, right? Um, we're a small church, um, which I love. Um, however, we won't stay small. People will, uh, I, you know, people are going to come. We It's been told of us that many, many people will come from far and wide to be a part of this ministry. Um, by the way, the name of the church is called Harvest Time Christian Fellowship. And if you are in the Philadelphia or the tri-state area, please come and visit us. We're located at 4001 North 9th Street. So, yeah, come and hang out with us. You know, it's it's a vibe, honey. It's so laid back. It's so chill. Like, you will, you can come in jeans. I wear jeans. You can come in jeans. Come in your, you know, sweatsuit, whatever, you know. Come. It's a bunch of um, just real chill, cool people. I've been there for 18 years. I, You know, It's my home. It's my family, you know? So, yeah, come check us out. But anyway, I want to talk about our community. Our community at Harvest Time is this, right? We have so many people that are so creative. I mean, ideas and um, talented and skilled. It's just crazy. And so what we are learning to do is you is. Every, is utilize the skills of one another in terms of like business and entrepreneurship and side hustles and the arts, whatever it is. We're learning to utilize one another's skills and abilities. For instance, I'm a I'm a consultant. I consult with women um, over the age of forty um, because I would just believe that you know Generation X and Baby Boomers and the traditionalist generation have been left out of the conversation. The focus has been on millennials, which I I don't. There's no shade. I don't have a problem with that. But I'm not a millennial. I'm a I'm of Generation X, and so I just believe that, you know, these these groups of people, Generation X, baby boomers, and tra- the the traditionalists, they too want to start businesses. They do have a skill that we all need. They have a book that we need. They have music that we need. They have things that we need. They have restaurants to open that we need to go eat in. They have. You know, just across the board. And so my consulting consultancy for I focus on women, women over the age of 40. You know, and so, um yeah, but anywho, so we're that's that's what I do. Um But of course, in my church, you know, amongst in my community. You know, if people I I share ideas with people, people ask me, hey, I'm, I'm writing a book. Can you give me some advice on that? Of course. You know, hey, I'm I'm writing a song. Can you tell me how I can pitch this song? Of course. Hey, I'm starting a beauty supply store. Can you show of course I have you know, so and I say all this to say the community that the community that you're in, don't um look down on or disregard the, the skill and the talents of the people in your community. Like, I just, and I, I was guilty of it. Like, oh no, I could just go out and just find somebody to help me. That's dumb. If you are involved in a community of people that are skilled and talented, like I just said, like, why not tap in on that? Why not help one another to get to the next level? And so we're learning to do that in my community and I'm so glad. I'm so glad we can we we can trust each other with our dreams. We can trust one another with our desires. Like nobody's going to steal your your idea. Like nobody's going to, you know, throw water on your idea like, "Oh, please, you can't do that." Like that's never been done or you're not smart enough to do that. Like Nobody's gonna do that, and I'm sure in your community of people, nobody's gonna do that either. And I'm sure in your community, there's somebody who is strong in marketing. There's somebody who's strong in sales. There's somebody who's strong in website design. There's somebody who has a network of people that could help. That could help you. There's somebody that in your community. Don't look past your community, whatever community that you're part of. If it's a faith-based community, if it's a um, natural, you know, just your your block, if it's your family, like don't look past your community. Like I would be hard pressed to find that everybody in your community is a bunch of, is negative name or negative Nancy's. You know what I mean? I will be hard. I will be like, I, I I don't believe it. I If you're in a community of like 50, 60 people, even 20 people, even 10 people, I would not believe that all 10 people are just downright negative no, I don't believe it. And if they are, you be the light. You be the one that flip the switch. You know? But yeah. Don't don't disregard your community, man. Don't disregard them. And um yeah, girl. So yeah, when we come back, we're going to go to our last segment, our final segment called a call for justice. And we we really want to bring this person you know we want we want this person held accountable for her actions and so stay tuned we going to get into it thank you guys for tuning in to Once again to the House of Retandia and we are in our final segment of the podcast called A Call for Justice, where we bring to the forefront injustices done to black and brown people and women. um, And we are calling for their perpetrators to be held accountable. So for this one, we're going to go all the way down to Dallas, Texas, and we're going to talk about Officer Amber Geiger and the victim, Mr. Botham Jean. And if you haven't heard of this story, I'm sure you have, but I'm going to give you a backdrop. What happened was, um, well, what the officer is saying happened is that she returned home from her shift. um, and And when she got to her door, what she thought was her apartment door, the apartment door was partially opened. And so she gave verbal command to what she thought was a burglar. And her her commands were ignored and she fired shot and she killed Mr. Botham Jean. I hope I'm saying his name correctly. Um, and so maybe John, maybe Botham John, because I believe he's of Haitian descent. I believe. Not that that matters. Um, he's a victim. He's a victim in this case. Um, but nonetheless, that's what Officer Geiger is saying. Okay, I have many problems with her statement. First and foremost, you don't know your apartment. You, I don't care how late, how many hours you worked, you don't know the number of your apartment is different from the number of somebody else's apartment. You don't know that the location of your apartment is different than the location of someone else's apartment. Okay, now I don't drink anymore, right? I haven't drank in years. Um, but when I do in my BC days, that means before Christ, when I was in the military, I was in the air force and I used to get drunk all the time. And so going into my, into the barracks, into my dorm room, even still, I knew my dorm room from someone else's drunk. I knew the difference. So you mean to tell me you could not tell that this was not your apartment. So if you lived in 14 F and he lived in 15 F, you mean to tell me you couldn't tell the difference or you come to your apartment door at the same, <laughs> same location every day for however long she lived in that complex. I don't know. And so all of a sudden your door, your apartment moved and now you're like, that doesn't even make any sense. First of all, Officer Geiger, that doesn't make any sense. And so I do not believe that the the door was ajar. I don't believe it. Now, there have witnesses have come forward saying that she heard, that they heard people, that they heard her screaming, let me in, let me in. So there are a couple of things being said out there. Allegedly that they knew each other, that um, maybe they were dating and he broke it off with her and he wouldn't let her in, et cetera, et cetera. That's one story um, that's put out there. And so I just, I believe this is crap. I do not believe her at all. Because, again, your apartment doesn't move locations. Either that's your apartment or it's not. Um, I just, yeah. And so, and then they tried to smear his name. So it was a search warrant on his apartment. Why? He is dead. I don't even know why you're even going into it other than to find out why this woman murdered him in his own home. Let me say this. Mr. Jean, Jean, Mr. Botham Jean, or Mr. Botham John, I'm so sorry to the family if I'm butchering the name. He was in his own home. That's like me coming to my home, me being in my home, somebody opening my door and busting off shots, talking about they thought this was their home. Uh, You know what I'm saying? So... So they did a search warrant of his apartment, found some marijuana. So they're trying to smear his name. He was some druggie. Um, okay. First of all, why, are you, why is that even released that he had some marijuana in his home? He was murdered in his home. Why does that even matter? Why are you even talking about that? So they're trying to smear his name. For of course they're trying to cover for Officer Geiger, but we're gonna hold you accountable. We're calling for justice to be done on behalf of Mister Botham John. We're we're we are holding you. We want you held accountable, ma'am. So they, <coughs> excuse me, and I don't, sat here and got riled up. Lord have mercy. So they are um. She is being held on. She's not held. She. I think she's out on bond, um, which is crazy. She should not have been released. How you murder, murder somebody and you out on bond? I don't know, but she's out on bond, and they're gonna give her the the act um, the um oh god, they're they're saying their manslaughter charges, which I believe should be capital murder. I think it should be capital murder charges myself. Um, but okay, manslaughter charges, which is crap. Again, that's crap. And so they had a town hall meeting a few, a few, a little bit ago, a couple of days ago, I believe. And so people were asking the chief of police there, why are, why isn't this woman fired? Why is she on paid administrative leave? So the, the chief of police there had the audacity to come out of her face and say that she does not. Like, there are legal um, reasons why she cannot fire this officer. Ma'am, I'm going to need you to read every legal law. I'm going to need you to know your position. I'm going to need you to know the authority in which you operate therein. You do have the ability to fire this person. You do not have to let her stay on paid administrative leave, people have been fired for lesser things, people have been fired, cops have been fired for posting racist things, fired, you know, all kind of stuff, so you mean to tell me you can't fire this woman for murdering someone in their home, okay, and so a civil rights attorney came out and said that is incorrect, that she can, any kind of, that this, the Chief of Police can override any kind of formalities or legalities on why this person can still be you know a paid officer that the, that the the Chief of Police has the right to override that and that she can't be terminated why she is not being i don't know so um if you are in the dallas Texas area, I'm sure there is some kind of um um statement or something that you can com- you can call your representatives and say no I you know I want you guys to do something about this call your representatives in Dallas Tech in the Dallas area um can your council person um your state reps call them and say there you guys need to put the smack down on officer Amber Geiger She, she needs to be held accountable I'm sure there are some uh civil rights attorneys or some kind of Advocacy groups in, in the Dallas, Texas area that you guys can get involved in. And I don't mean protesting. I mean legal stuff. I mean, protesting is legal. But I mean, on the terms, on the side of law enforcement. I, there has got to be something, you know, that you guys can get involved in there where she can be held accountable. Um, yeah, so that's it. I won't belabor this, but please keep. Keep this before you. We're not going to let them sweep this under the rug. Um, keep this before you, the murder of Botham Jean or Botham John by Officer Amber, Amber Geiger in Dallas, Texas. Keep keep watching um, clips about it. Keep following it in the news, following it on whatever social media pages you find it on. But don't let them sweep this under the rug. We want, we are, we want um, officer Amber Geiger to be held accountable for her actions. And so the family can have some closure. And with that said, like I always say, I want you in heaven with me. I want you in heaven with me. Listen, this world don't have nothing to offer you. And I don't want to, I don't mean to sound preachy, but this world will end. And you, there's only one or two places you can go. That's heaven or hell. Um, you, you, you know, I hear people say, I don't believe in hell. Well, I'm gonna be in hell with my, you know, I'm gonna be drinking when my gasoline draws on be there with all my homies. I mean, that sounds cute, but that's not the truth. You know, you want, you want a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. God didn't create hell for human beings. And again, I'm, I don't mean to sound preachy, but I, I want to, this is a platform where I'm going to share the gospel every opportunity I get. God did not create hell for humans. He did not. But you choose to go there if you reject him. That's your choice. Um, I'm asking that you choose Jesus Christ so that you can spend all of eternity with him in heaven. And with me. With your girl. Don't you want to go to heaven with me? Honey, I'm the bomb. (laughs) And so, yeah. But, yeah, thank you for you guys that have been rocking with me since January of 2018 through the double name changes. And this is the last time, I promise you. And so, thanks for tuning in to the House of Ratandia. And I'm out.